What's going on, party people? This is the Intelligently Resigned Show. I am your host. My name is Adrian, podcasting to you from the nether regions of the Innertron, or more specifically, beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii, in a little valley tucked away back here. So uh, please pardon the roosters. Those fucking roosters. Goddamn roosters. Anyway, I'm ready to give the people what they never asked for. That's right. The podcast is officially on and popping. And you better believe it, this this thing's going to be huge. I'm hoping for like tens and tens of listeners, and you are getting in at the ground level. And uh, I picture, it's more like at the basement level, and it's going to be a one-story building, something like that. I don't know how the analogy really works out here, but uh, fuck it. And now this is the part of the podcast when I ask you for a favor, or, uh, or just basically tell you what to do. Okay, can you just subscribe to the podcast, okay? Just go ahead and subscribe. And uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. See if they dig it. And you know what? Even if you don't tell a friend, uh, just next time you go over their house uh, and they go into the bathroom or something, go onto their iTunes and then just subscribe without them knowing or anything. doesn't matter. It's all good. Thanks. I appreciate that. So I just wanted to introduce an interview I did with my little brother, Christian. Uh, But first, I wanted to uh, check in with you. How are you doing? What's new with you? Well, let me guess. Not much, right? Uh, I bet you today looks a lot like yesterday, and then tomorrow's going to look a lot like today, right? But other than that, good? Good. Okay, good. For me, yeah, not much not much new, but my routine isn't too shabby. You know, my wife is still hot. My son is still fat. Well, either we have a son or some cranky, drunk little midget crawled up into my wife's vagina for a nap, okay? And then he's busted out of there. And apparently he hasn't sobered up. And now he just lives at the fucking house with us, you know. And, but we, you know, we get to laugh at him and stuff. So we let him stay. He's cool. And a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that my little brother had moved into uh, the house with us here in Hawaii. And fuck, he's really hit his stride. You know, he's working at a restaurant in Waikiki right on the beach. He rides his moped all around town. He's making friends. He started surfing. You know, he puts the GoPro on the front of the board, and he's taking underwater footage of him snorkeling and stuff. And basically, he's doing all the shit that I don't have time or energy to do anymore. You know, I thought living vicariously through him was going to be awesome. But instead, I end up just looking at him with those missing out puppy dog eyes, you know, as he loads up my surfboard onto my car so that he can go meet his hot new friends in Waikiki for a South Shore swell. You know, while I stay at home and listen to my wife explain to me why it's not okay to plop my son in front of a Yo Gabba Gabba for 23 and a half minutes while I take the iPad into the bathroom and do my thing again. You know, apparently that's not good fathering, but whatever. But I'm happy for my little bro. He's having a great time. We enjoy having him here. He can do some more dishes, I think. But we could talk about that with him, you know, as we do a little recap. But for now, I'm going to take you to an interview that we did just a little while back, uh, recently after he had moved in. So I hope you enjoy the interview. And again, thank you so much for the click. Thank you for listening. Because if you're listening to this, you are a truly adventurous spirit. Very, Very impressive. Very impressive stuff. We should hang out sometime. So now let's travel back to the past to get to know my little brother, Christian. Okay, I am sitting here with my little brother Christian, and now my roommate, 
what's going on, Christian? Thanks for joining me on the podcast, buddy. Yeah, man, no problem. I knew I was going to have to eventually since I moved in. That's right. You mean get to eventually, <laughs> I think is what you mean. But that's cool. And so you just moved here from out of mom and dad's house into Adrian and Caitlin's house. How is it so far, man? Uh, it's a little different. Definitely don't get my laundry done by mom anymore. Or breakfast burritos. Oh, breakfast burritos when I go downstairs at 10 o'clock. But it's nice. It's nice uh, doing my own laundry, cleaning my own room. <laughs> doing dishes. <laughs> doing dishes. You're doing more it. dishes now. Than ever. Yeah, you've done yeah. more dishes in the last couple of weeks than you've done ever. Huh? My whole life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pathetic. <laughs> so let's talk about what brought you out here. Uh, who did you move out here with? I moved out here with one of my best friends, uh, Crystal. And uh, I don't know, this summer I took a big trip to Europe and I came back and uh, I knew I wanted to move out. And uh, I never actually wanted to just move out of the parents' house and be like 10 minutes away. I knew that once I moved out, I wanted to move away. And I've always loved coming here to Hawaii. So this was uh, my choice destination. That's awesome. And you've come out to visit us a bunch of times before, so you're pretty familiar with the landscape and how much you like doing all the outdoor stuff and stuff like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially all the outdoor stuff. Uh, even back home, I would uh, fight to just stay outdoors as much as possible, snowboarding every weekend, going to the beach whenever I can, hiking, cliff jumping, stuff like that. So I just had to sacrifice the snow for the waves now. So uh -huh. I've got to learn how to surf now. Oh, that's tough. I can. That's some adversity there. I can see that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain to me a little bit of uh, the situation with Crystal, because you guys were officially boyfriend and girlfriend before, we but high like school sweethearts. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Now, I mean, what's your relationship status say on your Facebook page? Uh, single. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Crystal is not officially your girlfriend, girlfriend. No, no. Her uh, her status says single as well. Oh, is it like single but complicated or anything? No, no, just straight single. And then, well, she moved out here because she's gonna go to school, and that was kind of the motivator for getting you out here, though, too. No. Yeah, I'm I like it really did. It gave me like that extra little push to want to come out totally. But um a, for a, a big part of it was just me always wanting to move out here. I just never but she definitely gave me that push to like just go and do it now, you know. And uh it's awesome cuz now I have a really good friend of mine here with me. Right. And she has a car. And she has a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh so what are your plans for, you know, while you're out here? Uh, definitely, I have to get a job soon. <laughs> oh, part of well, part of your part time job for paying the rent for us is watching our son Ruben uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, which yeah. has been nice. Yeah, being your manny. Uh huh. It's nice. It, yeah, it has its perks. So we're super happy that Ruben is getting to spend time with this deal, and you're getting to spend time with him. You know, and and it's great for me. I love it. Yeah, because you get the nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome while i'm at the park chasing the boy around yeah it's so great okay so let's uh let's review just a little bit of our past before we move on to our future and so why don't you tell us uh how great it was having me as an older brother it was a lot of fun uh-huh I remember you specifically always being the one that would, like, tickle me to death. Uh-huh. Where I, I remember, like, one of the instances where it was down the street from our house, and I 
almost peed my pants. <laughs> really? Almost peed my <laughs> pants. And I remember like screaming at you to stop, but it's hard to like understand a tickle stop because I'm laughing. Right. But I'm telling you to stop because it hurts. It like doesn't make sense. Oh, you're welcome, little bro. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. I remember wrestling with you <laughs> when you were a kid with you and Lalito. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was great because I was 10. And then by the time you guys were at this great like play age, I was like 12 and 13. And I just loved playing with you guys. And we had this great relationship and we would go to Disneyland and Magic Mountain and shit. And I remember just loving spending time with with you know, with you, these little kids, yeah. uh, you and our little sister, Erica, who's two years younger than you. And yeah, and I think that's what made me has made me so great with kids now and that I love to play with like three, four year olds because they're fun to like wrestle with and just make make laugh, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you do you remember that pretty clearly? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was a lot of fun. I, I We always grew up. I mean, our family was so big that uh, we always had so many people around and you were definitely one of the guys that uh, hung out with me and Lalo and like when Junior was around or something like that. You're yeah. welcome, little bro. Yeah. yeah. And and then I always uh, always looked up to you in a way like where uh -huh. now we listen to the same kind of music for the most part. Uh -huh. And like I could say I started skating because you were always skateboarding. You uh -huh. know? So then that's definitely what got me into it. What about playing the drums? Do you credit me with teaching you how to play the drums? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the uh -huh. drums. I would, cre I would credit you to the guitar, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought the opposite. No, because no, no, after your accident, you were in bed and you were teaching me how to play like just the open chords. And, oh, really? Like, just the starting chords. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was hopped up on Vicodin. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> but okay. And then also I would say that our relationships, it like started great. And then I think it got it went down a little bit to just good because then there was a time when I was then a late teenager and I was starting to uh, uh, my priorities then shifted to getting drunk Girls. and high with and, and laid. Yeah. Well, trying to get laid and hanging out with my friends and stuff and staying out late at night. And then so I would want to sleep in and yeah. I wasn't like really focused so much on you guys like my my priority shifted D mm -hmm. did you notice that at all as you were a later kid uh no i don't think so because i always had a, a big group of cousins and friends oh so you never felt that i was neglecting you at all no no no. i just oh, felt like God. you were probably <laughs> like That's you were great. probably busy or something oh but I, I was just kidding that didn't happen yeah uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh but i do remember like you and all your friends but then even when your friends would be around the house like when you guys would practice in your band and stuff uh-huh even when your friends were around you were still very playful and like cool with me and then all your friends were actually really cool with me too oh good and yeah. then you started to do that thing where you like you looked up to our group and wanted to like hang out with us and stuff yeah kind of whenever you guys would uh take a break from jamming and stuff and just hang out in the front yard i would then know that you guys weren't playing because i wouldn't hear the music anymore and i would probably i would i would run outside and Aww. like just run around with you guys right yeah. yeah yeah and then we'd be like skating and stuff and right like, yeah mm. and i just like hang out and watch you know oh well i'm glad now you know everybody's hearing you know what a great person i am that's, <laughs> that's great but yeah. also what's one of the things that's so great about me is my humility you know right like totally. i'm just humble about yeah. it you know and that's super awesome of yeah me, i, I am. think <laughs> <laughs> So you also went to the school, Faith Baptist, but I went there from kindergarten to eighth grade when I got expelled in eighth grade. And it wasn't because I got caught smoking in the bathroom or anything like that. 
they had this like disciplinary system which was called demerits and so you would just rack up the demerits for different things and so like not having your you know haircut right or not having a belt on or having your shirt untucked would get you a couple but you know obviously like cussing or uh, smoking in the bathroom would get you a shit ton and if you got 75 and then 150 you would get expelled and so the second semester of eighth grade i was on probation so i was only allowed 75 and I got them uh, pretty soon into the second semester. <laughs> and so I got expelled. And oh, and then that's when I went to a good old Los Angeles unusable school district and started smoking weed and started hanging out with fucking, you know, bad kids. Well, not that bad. I wasn't really I wasn't even able to make that many friends or anything. But all that said, Faith Baptist, is, I think, is a terrible place. <laughs> it's this super fundamentalist, Baptist, you know, Bible-thumping, Bible-believing, uh, young earth creation, teaching, you know, uh, anti-science kind of uh, private school that's run by this family who's run it for many decades now. Yeah. And it's a small school in general. Because what was your high school graduating class? Like 30 people, maybe? 52. Oh, 52. Okay. So, yeah. but you know, so it's not big, especially compared to other Los Angeles public schools, you know, in the area. But yeah, this place, I thought this place was shitty. And I still think it is shitty, actually. <laughs> I think it's like kind of a fucking cult, uh, mainly because they're teaching kids that. If they don't accept, you know, baby Jesus as their savior, they're going to burn in fucking hell forever with, you know, and uh, hell doesn't mean just like a, a place where you're not with Jesus. It means eternal conscious torment. And it's not empty the way that some liberal Christians try to teach, you know, like, oh, everybody has their path to heaven. No, this place teaches that if you don't believe Jesus is your savior, then everybody who does it, you know, is burning in hell as we speak. And that place is packed. Because I can't imagine a lot of people get into fucking heaven, you know? So if anything, heaven is empty. But you went there from kindergarten to to graduation, right? Yeah, kindergarten till uh, 12th grade. When I was there at the time, I think I probably like got saved like two or three times just because I went through these waves of like, oh shit, I'm really scared of hell and then I really want to go to heaven. Mm. Um, but then I also had such like questions that were really unanswered like you know where did god come from you know and and why did god create this terrible fucking system where the first two people that he invented went against the rules and then everybody else is now punished for the sins of adam you know and then and hearing that the earth is you know six thousand years old and like i had all these fundamental questions that were really remained unanswered but I went through all these waves of, you know, believing in Jesus and all that. But also, we were raised Catholic, yeah. which is kind of funny. You know, people always found it kind of interesting that mom and dad chose to send us there because they're they're Roman Catholic, but I call it Mexican Catholic because it's, <laughs> it's a different kind of breed, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't too different. And so, you know, Monday through Friday, we'd go through, we'd go to school and be taught about, you know, Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark and that you're going to burn in hell in chapel every day and then on sunday we'd go to catholic church which was just boring you know you don't really retain anything there right yeah, yeah no. <laughs> um you so sleep in the pews yeah and then yeah. you leave smelling like incense yeah yeah so how did you take to like the message of faith baptist and, um you know all the all the jesus stuff yeah i definitely went through a couple times where uh 
like during chapel, they would at the end of the service, you know, they would be like, uh, who wants to get sick? They like make everybody bow their heads. Right. And like, okay, everybody keep your eyes closed, you know, and they'd have somebody playing the piano nice and soft. And it'd be like, please, you can feel it. You can feel the Lord coming through you right now. And picture like 300 kids because at this point they would get the whole school. Right. You know that feeling you're feeling inside? That's not just awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they have all these kids. They have they had us all down, like with our heads down in between our laps, and it'd be like, if you, <laughs> not if in you between want. your laps, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just basically bow your head and close your eyes. Right. And uh, it was like, if you need to come on down, you can feel the Lord going through you. Come on down yeah. the aisle, we'll go and get you saved, and shit like that. And yeah. Uh, so one at a time, you would hear kids getting up out of their seat and like, excuse me, excuse me. like. Right. And uh, I remember one time in the fourth grade, I actually went down because I thought I was like, say I was getting saved at that point. Just because and then now I like just know it's nervous. I was feeling nervous just because like you feel like it's pressure. Time. Yeah, it is. Especially because they just they won't move on, you know, like uh-huh. they're just like, oh, you'll they sit drag there. it out. Yeah. And then if a kid goes up once and then like three minutes later, another kid goes up, uh-huh. they'll wait another oh, yeah. five minutes for one more kid right. to go up. And so they'll sit there and wait. There's times where we've then missed like our next class or like sometimes two classes. No and shit. Like these are like hour long classes yeah. where we've sat there and waited because kids were going up one by one to uh, to get saved. And so I did that once. You don't need to learn about chemistry. Yeah. This is much more important. <laughs> I did that once in the fourth grade where I went up and like uh-huh. all they did was one of the teachers like put his arms around me. He's like, You're t- this is great, Christian. This uh-huh. is great, you know? Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> I got my green jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then they basically just take you into a classroom or something and then they like ask you... Um, what you want to do and like that they're happy for you and this is it like Uh you're gonna get saved and like now it's after this is like getting baptized and like going to church every sunday reading your bible and that was basically it and then they like want you to do like follow-ups with them and stuff but then once you're out of chapel and you're out of that and uh the next day you like forgot all about it and you're back on the playground with your friends and shit (laughs) so it never really worked for us but then in high school, as you started to reach the age of reason, uh-huh. did you start to have doubts about the validity of the things that they were teaching as true? Um, yeah, I definitely did. There, I just never really spoke up about it because they always had like an answer to everything. So I just felt like I, right. was, I was just wasting my time for the most part. And then a big amount of the kids in our in our grade, they were like saved also. Oh, really? Yeah, so then you would always have those kids, like, coming up to you and talking to you and being like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, just stop talking to me. Like, we don't talk to each other, so let's not talk about this, you know? If anything, you were more consumed with just being a teenager and yeah. and, uh, and football, right? And football for the most part, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was your real glory days. Yeah, yeah, high school, definitely. You played football all four years? Yeah, all four years I got pulled up to varsity my freshman year. And um, one of the senior starters my freshman year, he in- he ended up getting injured right before playoffs. So I played a starter the whole year as my f- as a freshman. Oh, that's cool. I mean, the whole playoff. I played uh, yeah the whole playoffs as a freshman. And then what position did you play throughout the rest of high school? Uh, wide receiver and safety or yeah. corner. Yeah, on defense. Yeah. And you guys won a couple championships or anything? Yeah, uh, freshman and sophomore year we won uh, 
championship and then uh sophomore year no sorry and then junior year we um we lost in the semifinals and then my senior year we lost in our championship game by two points oh brutal yeah yeah, but that, but I, you loved that, huh? Yeah, I loved it. My uh, for the record, this was eight man football, <laughs> but you know, it's still cool. Yeah, still we still cool. hit. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, and then uh, my junior and my senior year, I ended up getting all CIF defensive player overall the league. Nice. Yeah, I had doubled the amount of tackles that anybody else had gotten throughout the season. Dope. Yeah, I that, had something like a hundred and forty seven tackles, I think. Nice. Was my peak. I'm hearing a fucking marching band playing right yeah. now in my head. That's awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bro. And I went to one of your games, you know. I supported mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy getting high with my friends. You understand. Yeah, I got you. And trying to get laid. Yeah. I don't know if I had that much fun. I kind of regret not playing football. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, I wasn't that, that into sports. But I was getting more into... Uh, into just chilling with my friends and playing music. And so I thought that you couldn't do both. You could either be a stupid jock, you know, who's such a conformist, Uh you know, or you be rock and roll and have a wallet chain and play hacky sack and get high uh, during lunch, you know, and play music and stuff. I kind of regret not doing not doing both you know mm-hmm. except for it involved summertime going into do two a days in the fucking san fernando valley you know yeah. so it's like oh never mind i think i was good 103 anyway. weather yeah no fuck that i don't want to give up my summers in, in the middle of high school you yeah know? so i don't regret it that much it was only like the last couple of weeks of summer oh really yeah oh, but shit. they were like hell days that's the hottest fucking days yeah 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 did you guys put that school through any fucking torture or anything with your senior class you guys have a good senior prank or anything like that yeah when uh when we were juniors uh the guys didn't know what to do they would like well we want to do a senior prank but we don't know what to do like that's going to get us in too much trouble or whatnot so they ended up coming to me and a couple of my friends and uh our idea was uh we knew where there was a junkyard up uh, up in the hills and uh we got all the guys with trucks to come down and meet like we met at a certain location and we all drove up to the junkyard together and we filled our trucks with like beds and bathtubs and tires <laughs> with rims in them and just a bunch of junk you know and we filled and like we ended up getting a couch with a pull out bed in it so that thing right. weighed so much yeah and we filled the bed of our trucks with this junk <laughs> <laughs> And we ended up driving back to the school, like unloaded it on the sidewalk right next to the school. So we ended up parking our trucks around where I lived and we walked back over and we we then now um, threw all this junk over the fence into where the pool area is at our school. <laughs> and um, we did it as quietly as possible because we didn't want anybody calling the cops or anything. And uh, it doesn't seem like that much of a prank, but then we ended up throwing all this junk into the pool. <laughs> so a mattress that weighs, what, like roughly 50 pounds, uh-huh. something like that, now weighs like 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and a couch with a pullout bed, that thing probably weighed like oh my God. a good 700 pounds. I don't know and how much. And a bathtub? Yeah, and a bathtub, <laughs> tires, uh, rims. I forget what else. There was more shit, too. <laughs> That's hilarious. And uh, we threw it all in. And then uh, it that was... That is so fucked up. Yeah. And so nobody <laughs> uh, nobody ever knew who did it. I don't think we ever came out to anybody about who did it, you know? No shit. Until uh, 
a couple weeks later, a couple months later, I think our principal came up and he was just like, man, he's like, you guys have no idea. I had to pull a mattress out of the pool like a couple <laughs> months back. And we were all sitting there like holding in our laughs, you know, yeah. like, oh my God. And he's like now telling us the story of how he had to like get in his shorts, get in the pool and pull all the shit out on his own. <laughs> And then what was what was even better was uh, he ended up telling us that he got a couple kids to help him, right. and a couple of the kids that he got to help him were a couple of our friends uh, also that were uh-huh. in on it. So now we're like, we had to find our friends and be like, "Holy shit, dude! You had to help the principal pull the shit out of the pool." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, why?" We we're like, "Oh, no reason." <laughs> but yeah, he was like, "Man, he's like pulling out a couch. That thing must have weighed like a thousand pounds." Yeah, that's fucking it hilarious. Was great. Man, even I feel bad for those people. <laughs> Too bad they couldn't get Moses to part the fucking pool for him to help him fucking clear all that shit out. Seriously. Oh, man. That would have been great. But um, definitely my friends and I took advantage of most of the situations at the school, like the whole getting saved thing. Like in class, because the teachers think they're all pastors too, you know? Yeah, so, that's another thing about the teachers and like the weird like almost cultish or just like not very reputable uh, aspect of the school is that a lot of the teachers and stuff are just like family members of the the Rasmussen family who runs the school, you know? And like, uh, I, I can't imagine that a lot of them went to like, you know, have their master's in education or anything like that, you know? Like it all just turns out being like people that are willing to teach history, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely feels that way sometimes. Yeah. Because um, their main focus is to be pastors and to get kids saved. Right. That's their main focus. They that's put, like, that's listed number one. Yeah. And then education is listed number two. Yeah, having you retain information about history and grammar, <laughs> it's, like the, it's like on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would take advantage of that by, like, say, like, uh, uh, teacher, I want to get saved, you know? like, And so we would then arrange ourselves and like shit man i did it last time you know and we'd have a friend this time now go up to the teacher and say like oh i want to get saved and so then the teacher would quit teaching class and uh-huh. take the kid outside and get him saved oh and then just leave the classroom and leave the class unattended <laughs> we wouldn't do anything we would just fuck around i did it last week dude yeah <laughs> that's what it would come down to a lot of times i was like dude i did it two weeks ago it's jake's turn Oh, All right, so then Jake would go out. Say you're backsliding. Yeah. <laughs> so you came out unscathed from there. You graduated. You were putzing around in junior college a little while, just like your big brother. No, no, I went straight to Cal State University, Northridge. Oh, look at you, Mr. Big Shot. Yeah. Now you think you're all bad. Cinema, television, arts major. Uh-huh. I was a, I was a business major going in. And then first day of school or orientation, it was like telling me how much math I had to do. So first day of school, I went in to change my major. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) To the major with the least amount of math in it. Yeah, that's why I did geography instead of geology. Mm -hmm. It's because of all the chemistry and shit. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm uh, really happy to have you, Christian, here living with us. And we did make you sign a one-year lease. Yeah, yeah. And so we're super stoked about having you here living with us and spending time with Ruben mm-hmm. and me and you uh, making our relationship from good to great. Yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely. And so I'm super excited about that, man. Do you have any other concerns about living with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no concerns yet. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah. But so far, so good. I'm not too much of a tyrant when it comes to you turning off your lights or anything. Like, no, no, no. Actually, I am a tyrant about you turning off your lights, but not much more. Right, right no, 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 but I, I always turn off my lights anyways. It's the water. <laughs> the water is where you're the tyrant. Water is an important resource. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Chris, thanks for thanks for joining me, man. Uh, I love you so much, yeah, and so. Uh, super stoked to have you. And we'll do this again sometime. Cool. Hopefully soon. All right. See you, man. See you, bro. All right. So that was us getting to know my little brother Christian, and hopefully we'll have him back on soon to hear how he's doing. So hope you guys dug it, and now go try and enjoy the rest of your freaking lives, you animals. I'll talk at you later. Bye. Now.